Hey, this is Tim McKernan, and I am here with Seth Goldcamp of Design Air Heating and Cooling, and I have been a longtime Design Air client. What separates you guys from everybody else? It's becoming more common for companies to just get their foot in the door. They try to come up with different ways to upsell. They try to see how much they can make off of a customer as opposed to, hey, we're in there to do a service. We're going to do it well. We're going to do it for a fair price. I don't know how many emails I have received from our listeners who experience the incredible customer service Design Air Heating and Cooling provides. It's Design Air Heating and Cooling online at designairservice.com. The choice of a lawyer is important and shouldn't be based on an ad. If you're seriously hurt in an accident, you'll want all the money you deserve. That's called justice. But there wouldn't be lawyers if justice was easy. No, justice is not easy. It's fought for and it's won. At Brown and Crouppen, we fight for justice every day. If you want some, call 222-2222, because at Brown and Crouppen, justice is our business. You're hearing TMA all day on KPNT HD2, Collinsville, St. Louis, featuring the Ryan Kelly Morning After, live from 7 a.m. to 10 a.m., then a full show replay from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m., followed by the best of TMA from 1 p.m. to 7 p.m., and another same-day replay starting at 10 p.m. Find the full schedule at TMASTL.com. Brought to you by Ryan Kelly at TheHomeLoanExpert.com, the most efficient mortgage process you'll ever experience. Hey, it's Jackson from Arcana. TMA listeners have a lot to think through financially. Saving for retirement and college while also paying bills and enjoying life along the way. Whether you're like me and starting your financial planning, or if you're already retired, call Mark Hanna. Mark works with you to design a strategy to do your finances right. It's a straightforward approach that starts with a 15-minute phone call to discuss your needs. Visit evergreenstl.com or give Mark a call at 314-889-0503 today. Mark Hanna offers securities through Equitable Advisors and insurance and annuity products through Equitable Network, LLC. Well, let's put our golf where our mouths are. Now. The Ryan Kelly Morning After. KPN-TFM. HD2. Ox is off. Ox off. Ox off. It's so, what song are you boys listening to? Queen. Dancing in the show tonight. I think JR liked it the first time we heard it, so I figured 20 times after that. It's a nice gesture. It's Ryan Kelly morning after 9 o'clock hour here. Design air, heating, and cooling email of the day coming your way in about, oh, I'd say, oh, maybe uh, 25 minutes. Send your emails in the morning after at InsideSTL.com. Iggy is out ill today. Uh, hopefully he will be back tomorrow. I am vacationing in the Hamptons on Friday. And, uh, and then, Doug, I'm going to spread out a vacation. I don't know how you feel about this strategy. I'll be off next Thursday and Friday. Yeah. Although if Missouri is somehow in the Sweet 16, I might call an audible on that vacation. Oh. Yeah, I okay. feel like I would need to be doing the program then. And then uh, the following Thursday and Friday. So I, I'm not taking a full week. I'm spreading, I'm spreading out five days yeah, over. I kind of like that. A day here and a day there when you got something to do. A no. couple three-day weeks. No. Yeah, so, that's the, so that's the, that's the reason. And so uh, Jackson uh, will be running point, and we discussed this off the air a couple days ago, how he would handle the situation if he has the responsibility of running point the day after Missouri would lose to Utah State 
Mm. Uh, Jackson, are you prepared for that potential circumstance? Yeah, I, I can compartmentalize. I, I, can, I can compartmentalize. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I bet you are. Yeah, so, um, Plowhawk, I bet you're really ready. I'll have a take. If Jackson is quiet about it, I'll make sure to get something out of him. Oh, well, yeah, that's, <laughs> you're trying to elicit a response. You wouldn't You'd, be crestfallen, would you? Uh, in the moment, I would be, but I can hopefully 12, a little less than 12 hours later, be okay to power through, but yeah, you never know. We have best ups in the tank. Don't yeah. worry. No, no, no. We'll be you do, fine. You do we'll have experience with this. I mean, they, they lose every year. <laughs> so, ah! This is what I can't. See, too, now like I'm already if I'm, I'm already kind of tilted. <laughs> See, now you're, now you're getting a little taste of what it might be like, mm-hmm. and this is from Friendly Fire. I know. Imagine what the audience... What's he doing? Especially with some Illinois fans and Kansas fans. Illinois will probably be out, so I don't know how much I can say either. Sixty-seven other teams get beat too, so it's not—it's no. It's the sweat equity. It's—it's how much I've watched, and then for it to all come crumbling. And I don't want to stop watching this team. I really enjoy watching the Tigers. So I don't—if they lose, there's no more Tiger basketball for months. Have you recorded some games you can go back and watch? No, I'll just I'll just watch DeAndre Golston's buzzer beater against Tennessee on a loop until I feel good again. Even over then. and over again. Hey, uh, Jeremy Rutherford is brought to you by Mark Hanna of Evergreen Wealth Strategies. 314-889-0503 or go online at evergreenstl.com. That's Mark Hanna, Evergreen Wealth Strategies. And uh, Doug works with them. Jackson works with them. Uh, producer Joe works with them. And we recommend that you work with him as well. You'll be very happy uh, because I can tell you this. He is a first-class individual who truly enjoys the part of the job of listening to people's stories, their goals, and then customizing the plan specifically for those individuals and their goals and the goals of their family. 314-889-0503 or go online at evergreenstl.com. That's Mark Hanna with Evergreen Wealth Strategies, who presents every Wednesday here on the Ryan Kelly Morning After the great Jeremy Rutherford. Good morning, JR. Who used to be a Mizzou fan, but now he's rooting against Mizzou in the tournament. That would be appointment listening. And you can li- you can live stream watching Jackson tomorrow watching the game. That that would take me back to my days where I had to be on the couch to watch uh, Friends or uh, Growing Pains, where you just you couldn't uh, record it. You had to be sitting there. I will be sitting there listening to Jackson. Did the Tigers go down? I can't wait. Did you say you're rooting against Missouri now? Because <laughs> he wants to see Jackson's oh, just depression. Why? Yeah, why? That's my question. Nice job, yeah. JR. Ouch. Well, hey, no, hey, listen, it was, uh, what was it, a week or two ago, Tim, when you were out sick and uh, Jackson had the controls there for a couple minutes, thought you lost uh, lost you, and so we got a little got a little <laughs> glimpse of it. I, I want to hear a whole show. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Hello. Uh, uh, yeah, and I, I said to Jackson, JR, since you're familiar with the 101 ESPN audience, uh, I said, hey, you know, I don't want. To, I was trying to figure out which days to take off while we're while we're down here, and I said if I take off on St. Patrick's Day, that would take the opportunity away from you, Jackson, to have the 101 ESPN floor for balloon party, but also it eliminates any chance that you would have to be on 101 ESPN the morning after Missouri gets eliminated in the NCAA tournament, and you know there would be hundreds of texters who would be celebrating Little Piddles Tigers being vanquished by the college basketball brand name that is Utah State. So Jackson gleefully accepted no balloon party on Friday. 
Oh, wow. It was a tough decision, but I... I, I, I <laughs> yeah, he's kind of stunned I was even asking. Yeah, the, uh, well, the uh, he's, positives he's outweigh the negatives. <laughs> hey, he's into his mid-20s now. He's maturing. He can handle it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can, right. I can compartmentalize. Just as long as um, my friends here on the dais can, uh, can understand my plight and, and not poke the beehive. But in either, either or, I'll be okay. I'll be I'll be tuning in uh, if if that were to happen. Hey Jr., I want to ask you this because I asked Kerber this. Yet, did, did you happen to hear Kerber and I discussing uh, anything yesterday on 101? I did not, but I was listening to you ten minutes ago, though. Oh, so you know where I'm going with this? When did you start covering the team? Uh, it would have been oh five oh six. I had the uh, good fortune when they were coming out of the lockout. Uh, the sports editor, oh god, dispatch said, "Gosh, who should we put on this uh, juggernaut <laughs> <Blue> team?" <laughs> and I said, "I'll take it." So oh five oh six, just a couple years after that season that uh, you're talking about with Curbs, but I am familiar with it. Okay, yeah, they, they and and I don't know because I mean you know Doug and I watch plenty of really good Blues regular season teams end in a horrific manner in the Stanley Cup playoffs but it, it did stand out to me from guys who were on that team and people around the organization that they looked at that team even more so perhaps than you know the President's Trophy team and some of the teams we've seen before and have seen since as being a team that really had an opportunity now what Kerber jumped to was the fact that the Red Wings and the Avalanche both lost in the first round and they had just been the powers of the Western Conference going back to the mid-1990s that if you were going to go to the Stanley Cup out of the West, with the exception of those two years with the Stars in 99 and 2000, it basically had to go through Detroit or Denver. And so that was one of the reasons why they viewed it. But you also had Pronger and McInnes, and Pavel Dimitra had a huge year that year. Uh, And Kachuk was in his second full season with the Blues and uh, feeling like that that was a team that really could have done something special. So I don't know if you've talked with people since then, if if, if they view certain teams that really could have been the cup-winning team more so than others. So that's what I, I wanted to pose to you. Yeah, that's definitely a sneaky one. That team 02-03 still had a lot of talent. I think uh, you had Pavel Dimitra. You had Al McKinnis was still uh, with the Blues then. And I think they had, what, 93 points. And then you, you, the year that they had used uh, seven goaltenders uh, that year. I yeah. The, uh, Doug, that was the Reinhard Divas year. Reinhard Divas. Uh, Tom Barrasso <laughs> got into a game. I think Mike McKenna got into the game. I think Daddy Padre got into a game. No, he didn't. <laughs> he did not. <laughs> there were about seven goaltenders that year. Uh, but they get into that series against Vancouver and, yeah, I'm, I'm short on the details on how many people were sick or, in fact, what it was, but uh, I do remember up 3-1. I think I took my uh, girlfriend's time now, my wife, down to, to watch one of those losses, and uh, they blew that 3-1 lead. And, and then yeah. everybody attributes it to the illness. But, yeah, if you talk about the, the years that people thought that the Blues really had a chance, Bernie Federico will tell you 1980-81. Everybody in St. Louis will tell you. 90-91. Uh, so I think those are the two years that really stick out. But that 0-2-0-3 team, definitely, if they continue to beat uh, Vancouver, had a chance to roll after that. You said well, they uh, – I'm, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. Well, it was a completely different subject. So if you got a, a follow-up, no, no, no. go ahead. You, you said they no, asked no. you to, to be the uh, beat writer in 05-06. Is that how it works with the newspaper? They, they gather around said, who wants to be the beat writer for a team? Or how, how do they decide? Because it is a major – lifestyle adjustment i'm sure yeah it really is it's it's funny because uh, i think i was about the fifth person they asked i think they rolled through the whole 
sports staff, and I was probably, what, uh, 30-ish and uh, probably just married. And you're right, Doug. Uh, all of a sudden they say you're going to be in Calgary on a Saturday night, Edmonton the next night, and come home and tell your newlywed you're going to be out of town a lot. So uh, it was a lifestyle change, but I was super excited. Uh, I think that, uh, you know, in Canada – it's the number one beat, obviously, the NHL. And so when a newspaper puts a, a young guy on the beat in the, in the States, they say, wow, how'd you get that? And I was like, well, nobody wanted it. <laughs> 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 you can say but, no uh, if they tell you this is what we want you to do. You can say no, thank you. You know, I think uh, Tom Wheatley and Dan O'Neill and those guys could say no, but I think if 30-year-old Rutherford says no, it probably wasn't very promising for my career. Yeah. Uh, so. Yeah, so it, it was definitely a, a fun time to take over. However, as you guys know, from that point on, there were some lean years uh, drafting Eric Johnson number one overall and, and really not doing anything playoff-wise until they got into the playoffs in 2009. So, uh, yeah, kind of some lean years. But that's what made all that success going to the Stanley Cup, winning the Stanley Cup so much fun because uh, you put in all that time. Yeah, I get, and I guess since they got swept by the Canucks in 2009 after getting into the playoffs, you didn't see the Blues win a playoff game in two. two, two 2012 am i right yeah right because uh they got swept by vancouver so uh, wow it had been god that's seven years of covering a team and not seeing them win a playoff game that is that is not common and i'll never forget uh i take over the beat in 2005 and you're all gung-ho excited i'm gonna break every story i'm gonna be on top of this stuff and all of a sudden i get a call from i think it was bernie mickless and he goes hey bud uh i got a scoop here i'm gonna go with it tomorrow the blues are for sale and I'm like, oh, man, <laughs> I missed this. I'm all for one. I'm never going to be good at this job if uh, I'm missing the team getting sold here. Mm. Who have been some of the best players to interview? Who are the top takesmiths during your time? Oh, good question. Uh, yeah, a bunch of them. I, I think uh, Big Walt is, is probably up there on that. Yeah. Uh, he's great. Like, you know, I remember games where Keith Kachuk would miss on a breakaway or they brought in the shootout into the game and he'd miss on a shootout attempt. And you'd walk in the locker room and kind of towards the inch towards his stall, he kind of knew what you were going to ask. And he looks at you and he goes, what do you want me to do? I'm no good at breakaways. What do you want me to do? <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, I recall one time where we put a microphone in his face and I think it was the movie Talladega Nights, right, where he's imitating uh, Ricky Bobby. And so he taps our microphone and he goes the car rode good the car rode good (laughs) 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 he just always used to have fun uh cam jansen another one i know you're familiar familiar with cam but uh, i got a quick cam story uh one time he came back from a concussion i said cam what do they do when you're out with a concussion he said well they give you this thing at the beginning of the year a baseline test to kind of see you know where you're at and then so when you have a concussion they can measure you and see where we're at. And, and I said, okay, well, what do they do? And he goes, well, they make you spell things, cat, dog, so on and so forth. And, and so uh, I put all this stuff in the, in the article because I had the <laughs> microphone in his face, so it was on record. He calls me the next day. He goes, hey, did you put all that cat, dog stuff in the article? And I said, yeah, you saw I had the microphone out. And he said, I'm in the room here, and all the guys are giving me the gears. What'd you put that in the article for? <laughs> I, said, I said, you didn't know how to spell cat and dog before the concussion. <laughs> oh, that is outstanding. Who was the best interview on uh, the Stanley Cup winning team? On the winning team? Let's see here. I think, uh, you know, first of all, I didn't know that we were going to be allowed on the ice. And I, uh, my daughter, it was her birthday that night that they won the Stanley Cup and so I walk out on the ice and 
I decided to FaceTime the family so they could kind of see all the players celebrating on the ice. And I'll never forget, you talk about the best interview, you know, they, they were all great. But you walk up to Ryan O'Reilly, and here's a modest guy. Here's a guy who, you know, never pumps his own tires. In fact, he's the opposite. He's always second-guessing himself, always taking jabs at himself. And uh, I said, Ryan, you know, how's this feel? You guys just won the Stanley Cup. This is a you know, St. Louis is going bonkers. And he said, we're legends. We're legends. We're legends. And so here's a moment where Ryan O'Reilly allowed himself to say what the situation actually was and, and realize that these guys would be legends for years to come. Oh, David yeah, he, Backus was exactly always right. good. But David Backus was good, too. My, my, yeah, that was what I was thinking, Doug. Might shed a tear for you in an emotional moment. Yeah, he was a good one. Yeah. Yeah, David Backus was great, Doug. I think you might have been in that locker room in San Jose where mm-hmm. uh, they, yeah, they lost. And we had asked the public relations department, you know, can we get Backus? Especially because that could have been his last game and it wound up being his last game. But at the time, you didn't know if he would be re-signed. But you are in the locker room in San Jose and we say, can we get him? And the public relations department came out and they said, listen, he's, he's sobbing. He's in the other room. He's just a mess. And all of a sudden, here comes David Backus out of that room face is red and just right in front of the cameras just kind of loses it a little bit so really emotional and he was always a stand-up guy always yeah. at his locker so that's a that's a good call on Bacchus yeah he was a class act all the way <clears throat> he really was a good one it says a lot about this radio program that uh, I'm going to read uh, back-to-back texts. These were literally, one was sent in uh, and then the very next one was sent in this is not altered on the fly uh, JR what are your thoughts about bringing Eric Bognecki back <laughs> I'll hang up and listen, and then the very next text, J.R. White Eric Bognecki made the next step to play with the pro team. Also, have you ever faked a sick day to buy tickets to a goth rock band that peaked 35 years ago? <laughs> <laughs> Doug, a lot of Eric Bogadecki texts back-to-back on the pro from two different people. What are the chances? What kind of odds could you have gotten on that? Back-to-back Bogadecki. Well, I'll tell you what. If you're going to bring Eric Bogadecki back, you have to bring Reed Lowe back because that was my first year covering the team. Uh, Bogadecki and, and, and Reed Lowe, the locker stalls were next to each other. And for those who remember Bogenicki, he was he, he goes about four foot ten, maybe. Yeah. Five foot. <laughs> and uh, he he used to have to ask Reed, "Hey, can you can you put my shin guards up on top of the stall?" So like, oh god, Reed Low would have to take his. Uh, well, Tim, you know what he, he's dealing with there, right? <laughs> Don't let him do that, Doug. He just oh. did it. Drop out yeah. of it. God, no, sure we're not did. drop out of it. We're I think we. I think Plowhawk got it. Put him down. <laughs> we're just this getting reps in. This is a practice interview. <laughs> we're yeah. <laughs> Uh, this is interesting. JR is one of the best, if not the best, sports writers guests you guys have on. Not only is he knowledgeable, he knows how to dish out the PP talk, and he's also kind of cute. That comes from Deke oh. Dotem. I mean, to get an endorsement like that from Deke Dotem, that's huge. How about that? Yeah, everything was true there, about the, except for the cute part. Oh, you Jeez, don't consider don't yourself that. cute? Cut oh, that off. I, oh. <laughs> I, I run away from mirrors here. Oh. Uh, JR, who is the best kisser on the cup winning team? <laughs> That's from the three. Well, there's a lot of options there. Um, <laughs> a lot of options. Uh, <laughs> you know, I, I tend to like the redheads. Uh, so Jackson tells me that uh, Ryan O'Reilly is yeah. a redhead. So. Yeah. yeah, Doug, on uh, 101 right ESPN, uh, Jackson said that Eric, uh, Ryan O'Reilly was a, uh, a redhead, and that he was not well received by the audience. Hair. Yeah, it doesn't. Just because he's of Irish descent doesn't mean that hair has exactly. to be red. 
That's racist. <laughs> Thank you. No, it's it's the fact that he has kind of red hair. He doesn't. <laughs> yeah, he does. Like it's 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 a it's like a little red. It's a little touch of red. I don't look at his beard it. right here. Is that not red? I, I don't see it. This is good radio. I saw him up close and personal <laughs> many times. I didn't notice any red hair. Buh. I like to manage against you. Okay. <laughs> Jackson, is it like a Jackson's saying like it looks like the Chicago Bulls uniform red? Is that what you're saying? No, 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 no. Kind of like a. An oak tree, but with like a little An bit. oak tree, but a little lighter red, like a little splatter. Autumn of red. red, Jr. Yeah. Like oh a, wow, I like that flower. Like vivid. notes of red. Don't say notes. Oh, wonderful. Blue oh. notes of red. <laughs> I think I think it's actually city red. <laughs> it, isn't. it just isn't. Oh God bless. Jr. We always enjoy the conversation. Great to relive Eric Boganecki getting his shin shin guards up in the. Uh, in the in the locker from Reed Lowe. I didn't know that happened, but I did know I always liked interviewing him because we could look each other in the eye. JR brought to you by Mark Hanna of Evergreen Wealth Strategies online at evergreenstl.com. Thank you, JR. See you, boys. Thanks. Thanks All right. Thank you, Ruff. See you. Jeremy Rutherford with us here on the program. And here is something, and this has been great to hear. Uh, Our listeners are, well, they're always supporting the sponsors, but uh, this sponsor is getting quite a bit of response, and we love hearing that. And that is Clubhouse Turf. Driving the ball 300 yards is cool and impresses your buddies, but scoring amounts to getting the ball in the hole. How many times have you hit a great drive only to miss the green? Skull a chip and three-putt your way to a double bogey. While tour players get up and down two-thirds of the time, scratch golfers still only get up and down around half the time. Thus, the best way to lower your scores is to improve your short game. And that's why tour players like John Rahm and Max Homa have installed celebrity greens in their backyards. Anyone can put down fake turf and call it a putting green, but if you want a golf green that puts true putts true and gives you real grass-like performance when put- practicing chips, pitches, and bunker shots, the only company to call is Clubhouse Turf. St. Louis's exclusive partner of Celebrity Greens. Each Clubhouse Turf signature green is unique in design. Whether creating a replica hole like the 12th at Augusta or the 2nd at Belle Reve, Clubhouse Turf can create your own backyard golf experience that your family and friends will enjoy for years to come. Call Clubhouse Turf, St. Louis's exclusive partner of Celebrity Greens, Golf Digest, best in golf, and start improving your game today. 314 314- Eight three four two three three nine. That's three one four eight three four two three three nine. Let them know you're a TMA listener, and you can also visit clubhouseturf.com. They have fully customizable layouts from the design all the way down to the speed of the green. Uh, my understanding is uh, some listeners have requested specific holes to be constructed from oh. their uh, clubs so that they can. Uh, so they can replicate that in their home, uh, Doug, and that is uh, that's the kind of that's the kind of wealth that is in this audience, as we've as we've always known based yeah. on the emails. They're all country club members somewhere. It's just a matter of how many club memberships they have. <laughs> that's correct. <laughs> I can't imagine anything cooler than having a really nice putting green uh, in your backyard. Oh, you It'd be better than a oh, pool because be you could use it year round, and it would really help you. I have a buddy who has one, and it's the coolest thing ever. Well, you're from Ladue, right? Yeah. I'm sure you have lots God. of buddies with golf. God, I don't even know you anymore. Yeah, him owning St. <laughs> Louis Country Club doesn't mean he has a, a putting <laughs> green. 
No, it's, who's this, Gareth? I bet it's Gareth. <laughs> no, it's my buddy who's an absolute stick. Um, actually went to D-Smet, and uh, really good oh, guy. Wow. Really good guy, and he's unbelievable at golf, but he has his putting green in the back. Is it real grass or is it turf? Uh, turf, so it's not the same as, yeah. as the celebrity greens, but um, it is really, really cool. And it's a great thing to have, like just to be able to go out there and chip and putt. Will he let you come over? Or does he want you off the property? <laughs> he always invites me over to come out and, and, and play. Yeah, that's oh. great. Jack Doug buy stock in Jackson's game in 2023. I think we're going to see a real surge for him. Yeah, I actually do think that. I found some on the range the other day. Now, I have to tell you, you've told me you found something on the range, I feel like, every week for the last two years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because, I, because I'm finding little things, but this was a major What'd thing. What'd you find? I wasn't finishing, What'd you find? I wasn't finishing my swing. I was... Uh, there was a lack of, of, of wrist and arm speed that I was I was greatly missing, and I wasn't finishing the swing. I was real nervous. I was abbreviated finishes every time, so now I'm finishing that swing, firing those hands through at impact, and it's made a significant difference in both distance and ball flight. Well, you're getting wow, close to this guy. your age 27 season, which should be your athletic prime. Yeah, still, still got two years. Keep from, from eating yourself into the doghouse. Yeah, I'll be all right. All right. Yeah, I'm 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 confident that this will be my best summer of golf yet. Oh really? Wow. Mm-hmm. Do you have a target handicap by the end of the year? Seven, seven would be great. Uh, I, think, I think that's I think that's definitely doable. Yeah, I think that would be if I could get to a seven, because I peaked at about a nine nine last summer, and so I think I can drop two strokes. It's all but it all comes down to, to putting. Well, go to your friend's backyard. Yeah, but like the up. Dickens, I have to hit them up. Huh. Well, I don't have any friends with putting greens. You're you kidding me? Yeah. I don't know what to tell you. We're lucky just to have tenement houses where I'm from. <laughs> Grass. But you also have the Barnoff region. Right. We do have that. Nice Barnoff for the, the horses. But it's expensive to keep the polo ponies. I'm sure. Polo ground <laughs> That's is... That's where most of the money goes. Half a mile long. Mm. Get a little taste of balloon party here. Jackson is like the rich version of self-unaware Iggy. He has no idea how pretentious he sounds saying his buddy has a putting green in his backyard. That's from the Crestwood mm-hmm. Coyote. Here you I go. Don't ha- I don't have a putting green. I think a lot of people are fed up hearing about this stuff. I don't yeah. I don't have a putting Jackson green. Jackson already I, owns a home and has a putting I green. I don't though. own a home. I don't, I don't. I simply do not. And it's not my putting green. It's my friends. <laughs> if you go to Ladue High School, Gosh. it is in the realm of possibility that you, friends of yours have a lot of money. Oh, yeah, yeah. Doesn't mean that you necessarily have a lot I of money. I don't know. I don't know about I that. I don't know how it could possibly sound pretentious at all by saying my buddy has a putting. Did you have wow. a pool at your home? <laughs> yes, I, I had a pool my growing case. up. Tim, he's pro trickle-down economics. That's what, I, that's, that's what I'm sensing from this comment. No, certainly not. Did you but, have a um, mudroom? No. No mudroom. No mudroom. Rumpus room? I didn't even have a basement growing up. Oh, you didn't need one, did you? It was you? on a slab. A ranch, ranch yeah. house on a slab. Yeah. It sure. just happened to have a pool in the backyard, mm-hmm. which has now been filled, if that makes you feel any better. Yeah. I'll bet there are a lot of guys that Jackson calls a, quote, real stick after bottoming for all of them in the Smokies. That's from the oh. 314. Yeah, zing. Oh. Um, <laughs> that trip's coming up, isn't it? Yeah, end of April. Oh. What dates are you going? The 20th. So that Thursday and Friday, whatever, April 20th through the weekend. So only two days I'll be gone. Mm. Oh, that's two it? Days. Yeah, just two days. Does I'll that overlap with you, Doug? That'll overlap with Doug. I think it might, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's either one day I'll be missing from work or two. I'm not positive on it because um, I know we wanted to go. Because it's a little bit longer drive than, like, say, the Ozark, so we wanted to make it worth our while. 
you know, we're trying to get to know each other better, Doug. Oh, of course. <laughs> <laughs> but I will be back the following weekend for the Jay Jr. Uh, Nickel Bowl. I'm back for the, for the championship. 26th, but you said you don't leave till the 28th? No, 20th, I believe. Oh, oh yeah, we will be gone at the same time. Mm. Want me to call okay. in? No. That'll be me, Pepper, and Jeannie. Squad? I think Assuming the Cure tickets don't go back on sale. Yeah, sorry, Iggy will be gone with the is Cure. Is that where he is? What he really went to do? <laughs> dude, cure gonna, tickets? Dude, can a hitchhike all the way to, what, Jacksonville or something? To... That'd be a long hitchhike. You have to find a, a very nice trucker to take you halfway mm-hmm. across the country like that. We get it, Jackson. You come from money. Stop rubbing our noses in it and go heat up your foreskin stew, money bags. That's from Brian Henson's show Ombudsman. I know that was facetious because mm. I love Brian Henson, but come on now. I have a replica of number nine at Riverside in my <laughs> 63109 backyard. That's from KG in O Town. Yeah. I'm trying to think. That's not a terrible hole. Yeah, I would to have take in that. Backyard. Yeah. Yeah, nice green. All you need is yeah. green, right? I go to hole four. That's just me. Kind of a nice little part three. I remember. You like number you like number four at Riverside? <laughs> yeah, it kind of connect the whole thirteen, if I'm not mistaken. I, I just the, I feel better about my game when I play Riverside, and I can hit a bunch of lousy shots and I still get like out I with a decent game. score. First hole, you wear a hard hat. Balls yeah. come flying in from left to right. <laughs> well, I'm always, you're always with Beth about that. You're always sitting a hundred out. Mm-hmm. You could shank one. You can drive one dead center. You can use a seven iron off the tee, and somehow you're always a hundred out. Yeah, it doesn't tee. penalize you if you're if you're spraying it mm-hmm. on the tee box, but it, it could penalize the person who's standing in the middle of the fairway. It does penalize with a full swing on a driver. Some of the par fours a little shorter than you think. So, well, you're Take not it. you're not overdriving any of the par fours <laughs> out there. They call me Bryson DeChambeau out there. <laughs> I heard Jackson's DeSmet friend allowed public school kids on the green. I think Deer Creek Golf Course has a similar policy. That's from the Hunchback of Vaughn Castle. Is there a Deer uh, Creek Jack- Golf Course? I, I think uh, so. I think there might. I think there might be. But it's, it's not. It's not. You're thinking Deer Creek, and you're thinking of like the Deer Creek that runs through. St. Louis County, but I think if I'm not mistaken, this was in the 1990s. I think there was a Deer Creek. This says Deer Creek Club is a social club in Ladue, Missouri. No wonder you know what. <laughs> I, said, I said I didn't know. I said it I didn't. said right there. Look at that. Deer yeah, Creek I'm looking club, at the same Ladue, thing. Missouri. But, but it says a social. Cl- it says a social Elitist. club. It's not necessarily because there is a Deer Creek in Ladue. Like there's a part of Deer sure Creek runs through that. But there's yeah. also one in Webster. That's where, like, the DMV is. Well, that's too far South County for you. I used to live in Webster. Yeah. I used to live in Webster and in mm. South City, so oh, a lot of people you? hating. Okay. Uh, I assume Tim is waving at his kids. It's so darn cute. That's in the Crestwood Coyote. I was wondering if that was visible on YouTube. It would make sense. You're waving to... Are they waving back? Uh, my one-year-old likes to uh, stand in the doorway and, and wave to me during the program. Oh, so really? I, so that's that's what I'm doing on YouTube. But yet I'm able to multitask, and I kind of speak. I think mm. that thinks uh, that speaks to my greatness. So I'm excited about oh, uh, I don't know that it about to being me. able. To, Can he walk I'm, yet? Is he up on his feet, or is he still? Cruising? Yeah, he's he's standing up and, and waving at me. So he's uh, he's proud. Yeah, he's moving around. He was he was conceived less than two years ago, right in this neck of the uh, the woods, Doug. But I am huh. not conceiving children in the commercial breaks. I'm going to get okay. My, here's my protein shake. There it is on YouTube and a water. Yeah, I mean it's uh, it would be it would be rather awkward with uh, Anna Marie's parents 
A uh, little bit. You know, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> be tough. Be a little odd. Mm. And on top of that, to be real, to be real clear with the audience, I'm not looking for uh, adding to the roster. We're happy with uh, the two sons we have. And the next child conceived by a member of this dais, I think, will be the Plowhawk. I yeah. think that's where my action is. Oh, he's well minus be. 450 at least. Yeah. He's Yeah, I mean, in Jackson, unless uh, you have a... A uh, bareback night at Wheelhouse. Oh, yeah. Well, oh. certainly won't be the end of April in the in the, the Smokies. But uh, yeah, I'd put myself at like plus two twenty, <laughs> and then Ken plus five forty five hundred. What's the bet? Uh, next uh, next to conceive a child on the dais. Canada. You're you're the obvious no, favorite. Yeah, you're the heavy. Up? You're the heavy. Fa- I mean, I feel like there there should be. I should be in the mix. It's just. I'm not trying to. Right, so this would yeah. be audio we're going to have to edit from the show should we have a third child yeah. just to make the child not feel like a mistake. <laughs> I mean, me and Madison just really getting reps in right now. so You're getting reps in? I don't say getting reps in. <laughs> what, what do you want me to say? <laughs> Sexual intercourse does oh. better. Interplay. <laughs> mm. Yeah. You keep it PG. But no, I think, right. I think you are the, the, the heavy favorite. And then, yeah, Tim and I, I guess, would be in, in, in second, third, and then Ken, fourth. Doug, you're kind of... Can you imagine if Iggy impregnated a listener's wife? <laughs> it would be one of the greatest moments in show history. God. Think yes. about the shows for nine months leading up to Just it. Just leaving all of an oak and next thing you know, boom. Oh, my God. That would be unbelievable. <laughs> oh, my God. Can uh-huh. you imagine the child support payments? Iggy would have to pay like 28 bucks. Write <laughs> 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 a check. Cletus would have to pay 28 Yeah, go to Cletus. Yeah, go to Cletus's house from collections. That would be great. Cletus pays child support. Uh, guys, Plowsy makes love. Thanks. It's from former fan, fan page moderator Neil Craig Paquette. He knows your style, I guess. I make love? Yeah, what does that mean? <laughs> I, <don't laughs> know. I guess I know what it means. I guess I, I just, I don't know what it means coming from a great gentleman like him. Has he seen me? I'm trying to think if he's watched. Tender love. But yeah, I love Neil. Great guy. Had a tough task. Monitored on that fan page is a bitch, I bet. You know, I have to tell you, unless I'm missing something, and that's why I texted Iggy over the weekend when I saw he left the page, we haven't been getting the notices like we used to, Jackson. At least I don't notice them, and maybe you see them and I don't see them. I don't know. It's very seldom that I see something. It's ever since the no politics policy was enacted. That's what played a role in, I guess, uh, reducing the notifications. Yeah, because that's all the stuff that would ever get reported or... You know, there were some guys who would post nudity. Yeah, yeah, that was. I, don't know, I have no idea why. And it was never tasteful nudity either. It was <laughs> I aggressive know, nudity. The, political, the yeah. political stuff was like cesspool, but a random Cletus Rob show update was <laughs> refreshing. It kind of like cleansed the page. Mm-hmm. Everybody came in as one. Yeah. Both sides of the aisle came together. It's very altruistic of Cletus, but the. Um, the, the nudity Iggy once, of course, got banned for a week for nudity. Right. He couldn't believe he posted he, an erection. Yeah, he couldn't believe you couldn't post a erection through the pants on. Mm. on it certainly Facebook. wasn't his fault. I tell you that much. No, right now. it was Cletus's fault. He texted too. He texted me about it, like as if I could do something about it. I was like, Nah, sorry, that's over my head. You will have to talk to one Mark Zuckerberg for that to be, be reversed. Handles. 
He handles moderation. Hey, before we go to the Design Air Heating and Cooling email today, and Jackson and I get our asses ripped for an hour down the hallway, I want to tell people about James Carlton of the Carlton State Farm Insurance Agency. He presents the Colonel, Gabriel P. DeArmond, here on TMA every Monday. And maybe the Colonel will be with us on Monday talking about a Sweet 16 appearance. Doug, would they be playing Beowulf? I, I would think or it would they be, be ba- playing Quayton? I would think Beowulf. Think so? Creighton. Yeah. I don't know. I think I like Quayton. It's Creighton. Yeah. Ryan Kalkbrenner. Those teams in the Big 12, they've been That's through a correct. lot. They've, they've played some tough competition. Yeah, every time. Uh, yeah. James uh, Carlton, 314-961-4800. He is my insurance agent. I'd like him to become yours as well. You get 307 five-star reviews from James Carlton of the Carlton State Farm Insurance Agency. And there's a reason for it. The best customer service you're going to find. They're always looking for ways to save you money. It's so easy to work with James and his staff. Become a client as well. James Carlton, 314-961-4800. Go online at carltoninsurance.net. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the design, air, heating, and cooling email of the day. If I have to listen to the show to win email of the day, by golly, I'll start doing it. You want to know what was wrong with today? Not enough, Tim. But is there ever? Plowsy math. I was 16, so it was 15 to 18 years ago. <laughs> I didn't, didn't have the exact math in my head. But I digress. Spring break, Miami. My buddy Alex Bullock was there fixing up his with his way-hot co-worker. Uh, but when I got there, I could see in his eyes something was amiss. He was like, sorry, man, horrible timing. There was a roll cable incident, mm. and he's not in the mood for a fix-up. But I was horny, so it made me want him even more, especially when I noticed something fat in his khakis, and I ain't talking about his wallet. About an hour later, I saw him on the beach. I told him if he was angry, then he could take it out on me. Well, I went there to spread my wings, but he ended up spreading my legs. <laughs> That's from Jack. Then there's a middle initial of N. And then the last name, how do you pronounce this? A-U-V. Uh, <laughs> I believe it's French. Jack and <laughs> He's new. I usually go with the thick-cut Tostitos tortilla chips, but they tend to break when I drag them through the thick chunks of twice-processed intestine beef (laughs) that have been brining in prune juice and bile as they exit my wife's brother's father's colon. Okay, that's enough. Who was it, Tim? <laughs> it says, do you like it when I put my tongue there, boy? No. Is that, that tunnel's 12,000? Is that picture of Joe Simpson? I don't know. I just read, I just read what's in the prompter. Okay. Is that Joe Simpson? Is a picture right there? <laughs> yeah, and another Twinkie's hanging out with this yeah. guy. That's not Bryce Chandler. <laughs> do you like it? Just got himself suspended. Suspended a period of two days' time right here on the Ides of March. <laughs> yeah, this won't, won't feel very good, I wouldn't suspect. Uh, Ides of March, Ryan Gosling, George Clooney, good or bad? Bad. Really? Yeah. I enjoy that picture. Not for me. Uh, Get well soon, Iggy. I guess he felt okay uh, leaving, seeing as everyone else made it in. Remember on Monday, Iggy hijacked a Battlehawks discussion to trash yet another award show that he hate-watched despite not having seen any of the nominated films and was legitimately upset that The Rock spent his Sunday attending Hollywood parties surrounded by beautiful women instead of partying with 38,000 drunk Hoosiers in downtown St. Louis. (laughs) Then when accused of a bait-and-sweet hijacking by Brian Henson, 
Iggy replied, there's no hijacking. There's two people missing, so somebody's got to talk. <laughs> but today with our TMA sabermetric king either riding the vomit comet or playing hooky to get first whack at the new Dillion joint, the supporting players up their usage rates and delivered. We talking about boobs oh. as Jackson fed us a wonderful tale from his soccer boyfriend who was ghosted after telling a lass that her current set looks great in response to her asking about getting a boob job. Doug took the ball and ran with it by asking if anyone else had thought about having work done on their man boobs. <laughs> then reminded us of Dr. Ferdy Pacheco's nude family portrait. Mm-hmm. But the game ball goes to Plowsy, who explained, usually when chicks get boob jobs, they don't do it to get a 130-pound twink and then play Dan Marshall's <laughs> okay drop. As Jackson explained, he'd slept with a woman who had a breast reduction before capping the fast break with a 360 dunk in the form of foreskin stew. Oh. Doug, that's Buck Swope. Buck Swope. Nice little email, Buck. Uh, and finally, clever, clever stuff, fellas. I see what you did there. You paid beautiful tribute to the defunct 590 The Man Station by talking man stuff today. <laughs> all man, all show. <laughs> stuff like borch badness, powdered donuts, and adult circumcision. And while we're on the topic, I thought I'd chime in with my experience of getting clipped ever since I started getting together with a handful <laughs> of buddies to masturbate during the week before heading over to McDonald's, <laughs> where we confide in one another about how happy our wives are with us over a cup of dark roast. (laughs) Basically, it boils down to this. It's true, the penis does lose a bit of value once it's removed from the original packaging, but it's really just a short-term loss. The long-term benefits are undeniable. First and foremost, you don't have to deal with the outdated styles our parents were forced to choose from. Puerto Rican barbers have been experimenting with all kinds of new cuts for your wrench nowadays. Like, when Marty got clipped, he went to the Fantastic Sam's off Glen Eagles Drive and got a sassy fade all the way back to his power vein. Oh, oh, don't call it a power vein. But I went a different direction. I outfitted my hog with a little subtle Caesar cut. It's delicate, but also shows my coworkers I'm assertive and drive a lowered Suzuki sidekick with decals and an aftermarket exhaust. Hell, even Carl said my Caesar frames both my balls in just the right ways. Kind of like the Rachel did for Jennifer Anderson's character on Friends. Additionally, if you're the outdoorsy type like my brother-in-law, you soon realize that your penis now tans more evenly than it did before. Plan on loosening up that stink girdle at a North County public golf course (laughs) after a healthy slug of room temperature mead to let your Cletus crank breathe? Bully for you by the time you arrive home to your adult orphanage for the unhappily married. Those ghastly tan lines will be gone. And like Plowsy said, the remnants of a circumcised soft cow make for a hearty one-pot stew. (laughs) I remember when Frog Dad got laid off from the plant. All the guys got together and got clipped, and then we did a meal train for his family. It just makes sense. I don't know. I guess it's not for everyone, but figured I'd chime in. Thanks. That's from Hey Barry. Gosh, that was long. <laughs> hey, Barry. The designer heating and cooling email of the day. Doug, what you got? You know, I had a check mark under Jack in Ova. <laughs> but I, instead, I'm going to switch off and go with that last fella, Hey Barry. 
Is it me? Yeah, I guess yeah, it is. Yeah, it be you. Oh, uh, yeah. Hey, Barry is their champion. Okay. Hey, Barry has shipped the design air heating and cooling email today. Jackson and I got to go because we're going to deal with a live situation down the hallway. It's called Balloon Party, mm-hmm. and it airs on 101 ESPN, driven by Munganess, St. Louis, Acura, and Alton Toyota for the Plowhawk, for Action Jackson, for Ken Strode, who is out ill today, for my brother Kevin, for Douglas Sullivan, Vaughn, I'm Tim McCartney. This closes out the Ryan Kelly morning after from the Mick Global Studios.